0: Hello, Philip here, and this is one of the episodes in between other episodes where I read you a bit of a story. Today it's the beginning of the Earthloop trilogy, which I find darkly comedic, but it's up to you whether it's funny or not. This chapter's called Two Time Travellers Arguing in a Restaurant, and you win a special prize if you can guess what it's about. Fixer placed her black hat on the back of the red chair. She sat down, ordered a drink, and waited. Lax Morales turned up late. He found his way to her table without guidance, thanked the waiters, and sat down briskly. This meeting can't take too long. I have another date in almost an hour, he said. Another date? Yes. With a human? Well, there aren't many of us around anymore, are they? Fixer cracked her knuckles and adjusted her blonde hair. The woman was wearing a silk dress which shone dimly in the restaurant lighting. Its shoulder straps adorned with a light sprinkling of jewels that contrasted and complemented her subtle blue eye shadow. Lax Morales wore a simple suit befitting the style of the time. His only adornment was a black silk tie, speckled with gunmetal flashes of interwoven glitter which sparkled like stars against the abyssal backdrop of the cosmos. Fixer was far too irritated by his opening conversation to notice this new fashion item. "'I will never understand your fascination with these creatures,' she said with genuine disappointment. Lax smiled handsomely, taking one of Fixer's hands in his. Are the Tess and not fascinated by us? Are you not fascinated by me? he asked. Fixer smiled. Oh, so you accept that I am better than you? No, I accept that you're ahead of my people when it comes to cognition, invention. But, you know, I know you had a helping hand with all that alien technology, but I don't hold it against you. Lesser beings would have eradicated themselves of all that power, Fixer added. Lax Morales imitated her arrogant smile, playing into her self-importance. Precisely. My treasure-hunting brethren would have nuked themselves into orbit if they had dug up what you found here, but there is a downside. Every step you make towards the machine is a step closer to the grave, and you outpaced me on that particular race a long time ago, Lax said. Fixer... Knowing what this sentence could mean coming from another time-traveller, leaned forward and lowered her voice to an angry whisper. What? The overhead lamp in the restaurant was dim and orange, a simulacrum of a dying sun. Lax glanced briefly around the restaurant, at the bar and the booths and the long tables. If all 53 of those odd lamps were stars, they would still not be enough to undo what had just been done, just beyond the final extremities of the solar system. You heard me, Fixer. This dinner date of ours may as well be a seance. I've seen you die. You won't believe how it happened. All that security and I just slipped straight through. Then let me see it, Fixer said. Let me see into your mind. Lex Morales shook his head. You and I both know that's not a good idea. You'd start rearranging the furniture, pulling drawers out, tearing up photos. I like my mind how it is, and anyway, it would ruin the surprise. Fixer almost said something, but stopped herself. She smiled up at a waiter as they brought her food. I ordered the crab, she said. I noticed. Lax Morales adjusted his black tie. Fixer looked down at the crab legs before her. Immediately, she began taking one apart methodically. A dark thought brought a a smile to her face. It would be like you ordering a fried monkey, would it not? You're not superior to me, Lax whispered. After all this time, he was still careful to avoid suspicion, even if he imagined Fixer had settled this entire restaurant just to taunt him. Oh, but I am. I am superior. I know my methods come with risks, but I have my workers, my drones. I have people who would miss me. I've been watching you, Mr. Morales, through all your lives. All you do is cause trouble. The clumsy treasure hunter, all you've got left, is a legacy of pain. (sighs) ''Are you going to eat that?'' Lax asked. Fixer had not noticed, but during talking she had meticulously deconstructed the crab leg to the point where it was virtually atomized. ''I guess I was distracted,'' she said. She moved to eat a piece, but something in Lax's appearance startled her. She finally noticed one final, damning detail in her old friend's suit. ''Your tie, it's... black, yes. A human custom. I thought it was fitting.'' It shouldn't be black. Well, it is black. Black like the long shadow that waits. Black like a hole in the earth, Lax taunted. By now, Fixer was visibly distressed. Her arrogance had fallen off in her sweat. I never met. I took the long way round, Lax Morales explained darkly. Which one are you? All of them. Is this a joke to you? Perhaps. But you wrote the setup. I'm just the punchline. Finally fixably believed her would-be adversary. Nervously, she asked a question she had never hoped to ask another time traveller. How long do I have left? Three days, Lax Morales said. Enjoyed a crab. Fuck you, Lax Morales. I love you too. So that's the end of that. Um, it's the f- very first scene in the book, and you meet both characters... It, you know, establishes pretty early on. They're both alien shapeshifters, and it's only going to get weirder from there and darker, and a lot more fun. I think like that seems fun, but you know, it's necessary to to do setup as well, so it can be even weirder in future scenes. Anyway, I hope you liked it, and hopefully, the next episode is going to be some more comedy stuff because I about forty eight hours ago did a stand up set. At the Firsty Scholar in Manchester for Halloween. Then I did some karaoke. Then I stumbled home. Then I stumbled back out of my house. Then I did some more stand-up at a poetry night. Then I stumbled home. Then I stumbled onto my computer. Then I was part of a very big, very cool psychic and comedy podcast. Which was weird. Um, but the good kind of weird. So you'll learn more about that in the next episode. I'll see you then.